<laughs> okay, hello everybody and welcome to Projection Night Podcast number seven. We are your hosts. My name is Eric Luang. And I'm Sagar Patel. So Sagar, we have continued the, the trend and we're in a new place this time. Yeah, this is uh, Kawa Cafe. Yes, very nice. My first time here. My second. Yeah. So located on uh, Kiyomachi, south of Shijo, right beside the Kamagawa River. Mm-hmm. So couldn't chose a better spot if I tried. Yeah, I mean, the view here is amazing. We're on the second floor of the cafe where yeah. you could see the river um, just go by. So definitely recommended for uh, visitors to Kyoto. Um, anyway, so our guest this time is uh, actually just spoke uh, just about two weeks ago at yeah. the last Projection Night Volume 20. So a big welcome to Michael Whittle, everybody. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Michael, thanks for joining us. Um, so I guess to start, maybe just tell us what you presented about, or tell, tell the listeners uh, what you actually spoke about at, at the event. Yeah, I tried to summarize my PhD research mm. in six minutes and 40 seconds. Ambitious. Which was quite a challenge. <laughs> mm. so, so yeah, four years into six minutes, 40 seconds. And in, in a nutshell, it was about... Uh, so it's about a, a new field of research called diagrammatology, mm. which is the study of diagrams. Mm. And um, it's an... It's interesting because it's an interdisciplinary study, so it crosses into technology, science, art, mm. um, not so much into art, which is why I chose it as a subject for my research. Right, right. Yeah, and we should say, like, our, uh, Michael is an artist, and um, that's how I first I met you, you know, as an artist, and I visited your exhibition, and, yeah. and that I found really interesting. It's like... Uh, Diagramma, diagrammatology, is that right? Yeah. It was very like scientific. So does that, does that influence your art in any way? Yeah, I mean, my first... Uh, my undergraduate study was in biochemistry. Mm. So mm. I, I studied mm. and trained as a biochemical mm. scientist. Mm. And, but looking back, my lifelong interest has always been in diagrams. But that's kind of what drew me to the subject. Interesting. And one, once I started working in as a biochemist, mm. I quickly fell out of love with the subject and wanted a, a way to yeah, a, reignite those interests or yeah. Yeah. And decided to study art for a year. Right. And thinking that I was going to back to be a scientist, to be mm. a, a PhD researcher. Mm. <laughs> but um, never made the trip back to science. Stayed in, stayed in art. Yeah, right. Um, what, what, what is it about diagrams that, that fascinates you? Um, I think that looking back, having done the thesis, I realized that they've, they've shaped the way we think, especially mm. in terms of science. So it's the visual language mm. of mm. science. They're very simple. Mm. Everything that's not absolutely necessary is taken out. Right. It's essentialized right. and yeah. idealized. And so you're left with the bare minimum. It's almost like an, an equation. Yes, right. It's like a visual, visual equation. Visual equation, of an yeah, equation. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So for, I think it's, it's always been <clears throat> an attraction to artists yeah, because yeah. of those reasons. Yeah. I mean, for me, like someone who doesn't really come from a science background at all, um, I think one similarity with art would be like there's a structure to it, 
right? There's a you know, and I, and, and I know you you've done some some sculpture work as well. So, do you think that is a sort of point of of similarities is dealing in structures or f- forms? Yeah, I think I think when you mm. when you mm. want to make art, you have to very early on make a decision in whether you want to be very clear about something or, right. or not. Right, and right, right. I think that's a dividing line for interesting. A lot of people. And mm-hmm. so they, it's as a visual language is very exciting and interesting. If you mm-hmm. if you want to appear mm-hmm. to be very clear, mm-hmm. but then slip some kind of unclarity or some kind of right. poetic, mm-hmm. metaphoric ideas in there. So that was the basis of the idea, anyway. Right. Mm. And, and you took a very uh, historical uh, take in your presentation. I think I think you showed us what what might have been the earliest diagram in, in man in, 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 in history, right? Is that yeah, right? since yeah. even writing the thesis it's already yeah. been changed. It's already, oh, really? back. Okay. It's oh, already wow. gone back a few yeah, tens right. of thousands of years and yeah. they found yeah. other maps or cave wall maps. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, it's, I, the idea, I wanted to show that it was an, an instinct to make diagrams just yeah. as we've got an instinct to speak or to, mm. to right. draw right. or to write. This instinct to sort of abstract concepts into relationships I mean it's basically you're, you're visualizing relationships right I think it started just very pra- for very practical reasons yeah. I think at that time the average life expectancy was very short mm. and they were nomadic mm. See, the hunter-gatherers traveled from area to area in Spain mm. where the map was found and they needed a way to pass on the information they were gathering to the next generation mm. these, these are just you know, mm, guesses mm, it mm. by the scientists but also a way to plan hunts right so they say we, we're going to go to this side of the valley we're going to yeah. hunt this animal today yeah, right and it, it's basically the size of an I said it's the size of an iPad yeah, yeah. Thin, <laughs> thin piece of rock and they right. used it to navigate oh it's not on a wall or anything it, it's on a portable it's a portable wow. object oh, wow. yeah. okay. the first iPad yeah I think so the first tablet yeah. Google Maps <laughs> but I mean I guess you know the di- the definition of diagram is pretty mm. wide. Like I'm not, imagine like anything that from an arrow pointing to a direction uh, to like a map to a map yeah. would fall as a diagram. Is that is that true? Yeah, I didn't I didn't want to narrow it down too much. Yeah, I'd yeah. say I'd say maybe an arrow is a symbol, right. which is a component of a diagram. Mm. Right, right. But it's still this is a very new subject, and people yeah. are still arguing these points right, and fine tuning right, right. it. But um. Yeah, I'd, I wanted to expand it as an artist and mm. propose art there. So, in, for example, in architecture, the diagram is much more popular yeah. than in art. Yes. And so you can immediately see the way the diagram relates to the way people build buildings, the yes. way people enter a building and move through it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was interested to include artists who make installations and how you pass through an installation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or even a curator, how you cur- curate an ex- exhibition, mm-hmm. how you kind of pre-guess where people will go. Yeah. One information they'll need is they go through the building, mm-hmm. the order of experiences they yeah. have. Things yeah. like so mm-hmm. I really tried to broaden the definition yeah. rather than try to right. pin it down too much. Right, right. Which is which is great, you know, I think art lets you do that. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was your first projection night, right? 
Like you haven't attended one before. It was my yeah first, first time attending wow. speaking. Okay, so tell us how how was it? How was the response? It was good. Yeah. It was great atmosphere from the start. Yeah, yeah the the audience I think was fantastic. And yeah, yeah. I think people. It was interesting as a speaker to see how people dealt with the format. Mm, mm, mm. You know how to condense what you're going to say. Because mm. I, I I had a kind of split approach. I I yeah. wanted to put as much in as possible. Yes. But at the same time, you've got to take out. Yes. You know, no. I think that's anything that's non-essential. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's I think that's the first reaction is to try to fit as much into six minutes and 40 seconds mm. as possible. Mm. I bet. I bet. But then in the end, people don't really remember what you said yeah. if you just machine gun it you know so I think you looked really calm on, on stage and yeah yeah although you know the topic was quite complex but it, it felt very natural I, mm. I thought, yeah yeah I think you probably have to rely on either the images yeah. or your presentation style <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like yeah. some of the presentation styles were fantastic yeah, it was almost yeah. like a performance right yes, yeah yes yeah. you know yeah yeah I mean, it helped that in your case, what you make is very visual. So, like, just yeah. by, even just the slides, you just yeah. I remember like just staring at them and zoning yeah. out for a second, trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, in the yeah, 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 very yeah. Cool. And like you, you, you connected slides together, right? So this mm. is, this is like the 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 brain, the vessels in your brain. Yeah, that one. Was you good. took that and you applied it to an artwork. Yeah. So it's very easy. It's very clear to see the connection, you know. Whereas I think a lot of artists, they spend like one slide on one work and then one slide on a completely different work, you know? Seeing the process of yeah, the, the process work is yeah, yeah. one of my favorite things. That's really, really yeah. cool. I think that's really difficult for an artist. Yeah, yeah. You have to show you, the process? You only show the end product normally. Right, right, right. Normally. People yeah. don't visit your studio and see how you ended up right, there. Right, right. Okay, so maybe this is just me being weird, but I love that. For me, like, half of the, more than half of the fun is actually seeing how something was made and because you might end up with something that, you know, people kind of argue like, oh, is that art? Is it just like, it's just two slabs of black yeah. on white or something? Sure. But if the process behind it was right. amazing, then yeah. it gives it a story sort of, and it's interesting in that sort of way. For I me, think as an artist, surfing. you're lucky if a single piece of work stands up as a, as for is. itself. Right. Yeah. Right. A lot of the time you rely on people knowing what you've made before yeah. or visiting your studio yeah. Yeah. or there's some kind of interaction. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just left with a title. That's the mm, only yeah. way people can get any extra information yes, about the work. Yes, yes, yeah. So, yeah. But sometimes I, 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 I quite like doing that as well, like just looking at a piece of art that I don't know anything about the artist. Sure, sure. And just, just visually analyzing it, you know? Yeah. You know, I also enjoyed that too. But anyway, so what, what was the response? Did people come up to you and talk about it? or? I think it's positive. I yeah. was worried that it was a little too academic. Yeah. I did worry. Yeah. But... Um, no, I think it, the response seemed to be pretty much positive. Good, 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 good. Yeah, because we're always curious what happens to speakers after the event. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if they, if they, you know, make connections with other people who happen to be there that night, or you know, um, get exposure through other ways. I don't know. I think it's a great way to make connections. Mm. I mean, I I kept in touch with maybe three or four people. Oh, since. good. That's yeah. good. Nice. Nice. We had a lot of people last time. And that's, I guess, the number one problem is just you don't have time to talk to everybody. Um, just personally, like, there's like five, six people I want to talk to, and you end up talking to maybe two if you're lucky, in depth, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a big thank you everybody who came out last time. That was our, our the, the biggest turnout we've ever had in Kyoto. So yeah, break. Probably including the staff and the speakers, we're looking at 180 people mm. that were there mm. in that space. So Heck, people were barely able to get in. People were sitting on the in the aisles. Yeah. I yeah, actually, yeah. 
I told people to sit in the aisles <laughs> because they, they wouldn't sit down. So I told them just to sit in the aisles. It's pretty rough, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had some friends who came in like a couple of minutes late and yeah. one presentation had started. I think yeah. I got, had started. Yeah. And they were literally like in that antechamber between the two doors. <laughs> yeah. just just people, people just yeah. kept coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I went out for... Yeah. I had to make a phone call at half time and yeah. people were just arriving. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. It was a good night. Yeah, yeah the stars aligned. Something happened. Stars aligned. <laughs> Something happened, yeah. yeah. Okay, I guess just going back, I mean, Michael, you first came to, to, to study art in Kyoto, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the university where I studied in London, the Royal mm. College of Art, has a scholarship okay. exchange program with mm. Kyoto City mm. University of Art. And that, okay. that's been going on for maybe over a decade now. Right, okay. So my... My wife mm. won the scholarship to go to the Royal College okay. the year before. Right. But we didn't meet. We were at the oh. same parties, lectures, everything. We wow. just we wow. just didn't yeah. the stars didn't align. Yes. And, um, the next year I I went to Kyoto and then we did. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and was there a special reason why you chose Japan and Kyoto? To be I should say yes, but to be honest, <laughs> no, no, just no, as an artist, just, yeah, I was yeah. just so excited visually. It's such sure. a different culture. Yeah, I sure. knew very little about it. Yeah. I put maybe a week of research in to make my proposal yeah. and presented to the, the dean of the department. Yeah. And yeah. I was very excited to get it. Along with a photographer and a ceramicist at the time. Okay. Well, I think like a lot of expats here, you know, you, you, you come and you don't expect to say, stay. <laughs> That's the last thing I expect. And then yeah. you just end up staying here. So you've been here how many years? It's just gone eight. My okay. son was eight two days ago. Okay, so, wow. wow. I came over just before he was born. Okay. You don't waste any time. <laughs> um... Yes, and, and maybe uh, like just getting back to the diagrams. Like, how do you feel about Japanese like signage or Japanese diagrams? Is, you, is there something that stands out to you that's very different? Or well, it was tough. I mean, the, the toughest thing for me, and I think this is something a lot of artists and designers feel when they come here, is that what you think are universal, mm. yeah, mm. ideas <laughs> or symbols in your country are absolutely not, not and you're yeah. met with yeah. a very blunt look when you expect to understand what you're talking about can, can you give us so an example Kyoto, yeah. I'm sorry no, ahead, Japan yeah. doesn't really have yeah. a clear translation of the, the term diagram right right. There isn't, so they, they use the katakana diagram right right so it becomes a kind of lone idea even mm. though there's, there are some amazing examples in architecture Japanese architects mm. use a lot mm. of diagrams mm. um, mathematics there's some really famous uh, geometrical puzzles on temples so mm. monks would travel from temple to temple yeah, and right. solve geometry problems you're kidding they're embedded into yeah. the there's, there's a couple in Kyoto that are beautiful wow world. okay I gotta beautiful. I gotta hit those so up so you go and you try and solve the puzzle wow. and that's a step on your path to enlightenment and wow. then you go to the next place and solve the next problem so there is a there's a kind of history here yeah. but nothing like in Europe yeah. which, which went through the whole enlightenment process right the, right the diagram exploded with yeah the encyclopedic projects okay and um, renaissance cartography science cartography yeah, there's a whole yeah. range of diagrams yeah. that suddenly yeah. came into being mm. so it, it was difficult for me to be in Japan and not have that interesting and, and kind wow. of good at the same time because interesting. you had to rethink it from the ground up yes. you had to explain to someone the very basic things that you took for granted so it kind of good and bad yeah. I never thought about that 
Yeah. I never thought of it. I've been here 16 years. I never thought about. It's wow, there's a lack of diagrams. Kind of <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you know, Japan makes very good maps now, but it right, wasn't yeah. always that way. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, you could argue like the the Chinese character can be a diagram in in, in a way, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I mean, I guess it's it's on a different scale, maybe. You know? hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to get confused between diagrams and uh, symbols. Yeah. I mean, again, where do you draw the line, sort of? But it's difficult to. I'd say diagrams rely more on the contrast between components in it. Right. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, sure, something like a simple symbol like the, the river. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's almost, it's an abstraction from nature. Mm. And I, in, in this introduction to my thesis, I did cover... Mm. Mm this kind of basic language that's mm. just been discovered maybe 10 years ago mm, by mm, um, mm. an American scientist who has traveled all around the world documenting markings on cave walls. Interesting. And yeah. she's made a statistical analysis of what are the most common geometric forms. Yeah, oh. interesting. And interesting. It's, it looks like the basic units of kanji. It looks like the huh. basic units of Chinese characters. Right, right, there's right. a river, yeah. Yeah. there's a handprint. Yes. Yeah. This man is one. This basic <laughs> things that you need to describe to someone symbolically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, in a slightly more complex level, they become maps. Yeah. And you show how these symbols relate in a yeah. town or a village. Yeah. So a diagram would be composed of symbols, basically. It's, it's a parent-child relationship. I think it's, yeah, it's, diagrams are more about the relationship between, between components. Yeah. 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 But it is a blurry line. Right. Mm. I guess you can argue the more complex... Chinese characters do work in terms of relationships. Yeah, because they, they have like sub-kanjis sub yeah, 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 in them yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. all sure, that sure. Yeah. But speaking of the hand, do you remember the, the Pacheco's Night mix? You know, the, the, at the end where the volunteers came up on stage and the theme at that time was beginnings and then one of the slides that we had was the hand, the cave, the cave, uh, the I very saw earliest that, yeah. cave. I saw that <laughs> but they, they completely like missed that. <laughs> I thought it was really funny that you mentioned it now. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a tough one to deal with. Yeah. yeah, that was really just have fun with people, you know. So, yeah. yeah, the mix was the mix is a great thing. I, I love it. Yeah, so, yeah. That was I didn't know that about aspect. it until the actual event. Yeah, no, we don't we don't advertise it. All oh, right. Yeah, unless right. unless unless you we've done it a few times before, so unless you've actually unless you've been to a couple. Of events, yeah, I mean it happened, then yeah. stopped happening for a bit. Yeah, and then yeah, it, yeah. It yeah. brought yeah. back. So that's yeah. 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 there were some yeah. star performances this time. Yeah, <laughs> we, we were yeah, yeah, yeah impressed. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so maybe you might maybe talk about your, your your art. Like, what kind of work are you working on now? I, I know you had an exhibition uh, last year at the end of the year with yeah, uh, with right. your wife. And then, yeah. um, so can you tell us what you're working on now? Yeah, I'm putting together. We're, we're moving that exhibition um, to another site in Japan, and then I'm working on a set of drawings mm. as a kind of proposal to an art museum in North Carolina. Okay. Um, so I, I'm going to make these works and then invite curators or the mm -hmm. director to, to see them. Mm. So it's a kind of, it's an ongoing project. It's never 100%, but I'm hoping yeah. it's going to end up as a kind of solo museum show. Okay. Which would be a, a great step next year. Okay. Is it drawings or...? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. mostly drawings, I think. Okay. Gonna... Yeah, as you see, his drawings are absolutely yeah. incredible. Yeah. I'd love to see that sort of stuff. Diagrams are fascinating for me because yeah, there's so many. I mean, I guess it depends how you define diagrams, but mm. I always see it as a 
how do you say, like a flow of information? Sure, you talk mm, about right? information graphics as well. Yeah, like visualizing and stuff. And like when you, when you have it in, in a picture, I mean, that's a static version of a relationship, right? But if you could like breathe life into it, then you could just have it animating and then almost, if you have it interacting with other elements, you could, you could kind of grow like a, think of it like a, like a brain cell sort of expanding. Sure, I mean, I, I still think that's a limitation at the moment. You know, yeah. the, the idea that you can move something and have it dynamic would be, yeah, yeah such a leap forward. Mm. I mean, di- the basic diagrammatic format hasn't really changed much mm. until computers, yeah. when mm. they suddenly become dynamic. Yeah, because that allows you to exciting stuff. Yeah, give them behaviors. And, and sure. It took a long time for me to realize what I was interested in. I always mm-hmm. I collected hundreds of images of information graphics or mm. diagrams from the body or mm-hmm. what else? heraldry is a kind of diagrammatic mm. language mm. and I, I, what was the other thing was um, medieval um, oh. what is it when you put elements together to make alchemy alchemy, alchemy. alchemical alchemy. diagrams yeah. sorry yeah. Yeah. so I, I collected all these images and put them on the studio wall and mm. didn't just like trying to come up with the subject for my PhD research mm. and I sat there one night looking at this wall of images and I said so this is like a giant diagram of diagrams mm. <laughs> maybe it's diagrams kind of, that's what brings it all together but absolutely I mean information graphics is yeah. it's such an exciting field that's actually like a grey zone as well like what's the difference between design mm. and infographics information graphics I mean, I, I was thinking about this after your presentation. I think, like, for me, a diagram is how to present information as clearly as possible. Succinctly as yeah, possible. Succinctly yeah, succinctly as possible. Yeah. Whereas design, for me, is, like, presenting information as attractively as possible. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, to, to, to spur, like, some emotional response in, in the viewer, you know? Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I always yeah. thought of design as a verb. So, and maybe mm. instead of attractively... Is, yeah. Effectively as possible. Effectively, yeah. Yeah, so it's. I think if you're a very good designer, you can make very good diagrams. You mm, know mm, what, mm, what to put where, how to relate it. Mm, That's, mm, mm. I find that really difficult as an artist. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you get into like you know, design sort of encapsulates identity, right? You know, like brand identity, and these like, you know, abstract uh, factors that you're trying to express. You know, whereas I think with diagrams, you're not so interested in identity and you know like feel like feelings so that's the thing I, I guess I yeah with diagrams because you could you could have the same diagram yeah. expressed like 10 different ways depending on how visually you're interpreting it the right, information right. might be the same right yeah for a given diagram but you could yeah. you know wrap it or twist it in different shapes or yeah. put different kind of clothes on it sort of to make it look different yeah, but the core of it is the same. Right. So then, is it a different diagram, or is it the same? Is it just designed differently because it looks different, but yeah. the information's the same? Like, okay. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, with the diagram, you're always, you're always tied to the information. Like, yeah. your, your your main point is to to convey the information. Whereas with the design, like a logo, you know, you're you're trying to convey so much more than just information. You're trying to convey like values, for example. Yeah. You know, you're trying to convey. I think it's a fantastic yeah. point. I think yeah. it's. it's it, I really understand <clears throat> what you mean, and it because it was so interesting. I took a whole mm. chapter of the thesis yeah. to focus on that, wow. and it involved the study of semiotics, how yes. signs and yes. symbols work. Yes, semiotics. 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 Semiology. Semiotics. The study of science. Yeah. The study of science. 
<laughs> how, how signs work? Oh, like, oh signs work, sorry. But a sign can be anything. That can be a picture, or it can be a character, uh, a word, or something. Yeah. Like that. so and it, that fascinating took, stuff. It took a, mm. it took a huge part of the research to do that. I had to yeah. go right back and read from the start <laughs> and discover the work of this guy called Charles Sanders Peirce. Yes, Peirce, yeah. Who I'd, I'd never heard of until I'd started the, yeah. the research. Yeah. He's, I guess he's much more famous in America or Canada. And mm. So he proposed this huge structure mm. to describe every single possible sign mm. and affected uh, logic and design mm. and uh, computer science and a lot of other subjects mm. since. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I got a lot from that. and it, it com- mm. So it comes down to two things. That you've mm. had the, what you call a, a semiotic code. Mm. You've got the semiotic code of science mm. and the semiotic code of art. Ooh. So, and it's kind it's of a, ties us together. It's, yeah, a yeah. Community, <laughs> it's a community of people that agree yeah. that certain signs mean certain things. Mm. So artists agree that certain things mean certain things to each other. Mm. Scientists agree that this symbol yeah. means this to us. Mm. So it's a community yeah. agrees on a set system. Yeah. So for diagrams, mm. for me, the artists were using the scientific code yeah. where you take every, every uh, mm. thing that's not absolutely necessary out. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in art, it's the opposite. You, yes. you want things yeah. in that are yeah. vague, yeah. metaphoric, have multiple yeah. meanings. Yes. So it's, it's an interesting overlap. Interesting. And diagrams is kind of the place where that happens. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Where artists use the scientific yeah. code. Yeah. It's almost like the scientific code is objective. It's more objective. Whereas, you know, the, the, the artistic code is more, like, ambiguous, maybe. It's you know? completely yeah. subjective. Subjective, yeah. yeah. Mm. Completely. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, because, you know, a, a, a diagram should be universally understood. Yeah, in the scientific in, code. In the scientific code, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Mm. And artists kind of hijack yeah. that and use it to their own yeah. means and make it vague and play with it and mm. make these kind of loops of meaning and things. Mm. Yeah, so you have very interesting things happen. And for me, being in mm. Japan, one of the closest similar experiences was reading haiku. Yes. Right. Where you have three very objective statements about mm. reality. Mm-hmm. But the result after you've read that mm, is mm. incredibly subjective mm, and it mm, connects mm, you mm. to that human feeling yeah. across cultures, across yeah. time. Mm. Yeah. And so that there is that underlying yeah. connection, I think, right. cross-culturally. I think, I, think I, must, I might have told you that when I, I was at your exhibition because I think I told you like your work's on one hand very, very scientific. There's a strong scientific element in that they look almost like, you know, Illustrations in uh, encyclopedia mm. of studying animals and and you know rocks or whatever. Yeah. But on the, on the other hand, there's a very emotional quality to it. Mm. So it is like, almost like a haiku, uh, where it's so simple, but yet there's different layers of meaning. You know. Yeah. No, yeah, I absolutely yeah. agree. Yeah, I mean that's that's the goal. And right. the, yeah. there were two parts to the thesis. Really, there was the mm. diagrammatic aspect of art, but also the this. The main title was Romantic Objectivism. Right. And it was tracing the division between the subjective and the objective back yes. to the Romantic period. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Um, and that, that was a lot of work on, on my part. I really, you know, I had to study art, art history more than I normally yes, would. Yes, yes. Well, it sounds like a very wide-ranging thesis. Maybe too much. <laughs> I, was, I got pretty greedy. I probably bit yeah. off more than I could chew. Well, that's true. I mean, that, that's one of the real central themes of art, really. It's like, in the beginning, you know, in the Renaissance, Enlightenment, art and science were hand-in-hand. 
and then after you know the Romantics, it became more separated. You know, so. Yeah, or even even a step back to the very early mm. Renaissance with someone like Leonardo da Vinci. Right. Yes, yes. If you asked yeah. him if he was a scientist or an artist, he, he wouldn't even understand the question. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a an exciting part of the research for me yeah. to yeah. see the division mm. and to see how people dealt with it and to see the aggression. People were pretty angry, you know. I mean, you have characters who are wholeheartedly romantic mm-hmm. or wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. wholeheartedly mm-hmm. objective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a fascinating split, you know, mm-hmm. in the way humans deal with reality, why we're here, yeah. what can we do about it, how can we know it. And yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I think that, yeah, for me, that so was... getting deep, yeah. Yeah, for me, for me, that was, that was the draw. That was the draw. Yeah. I started as a scientist and ended yeah. up as an artist, and the diagrams was the way to kind of yeah. connect the two. Yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, like, you know, as three people who live in Japan, I think, I think that's a, you know, a, a very deep subject is is how information is conveyed. I mean, here in Japan, it's a completely different culture, and mm. the systems of conveying information are, are so different. And I think, you know. That's something that we all feel on, on maybe different levels, but you know, it's definitely there. I think that was, as an artist, that was great because the, the like the appreciation of vainness. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it's actually it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a beautiful yeah. thing. Oh, you might like, like it, you, but yeah, yeah. if you if you say yes or no, you're considered kind of yeah. vulgar. Yeah. yeah. If you're black and white, yeah, that's not how things are done. I, yeah. That was amazing for me to discover that. Yeah. 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 It's about negotiation as well, right? Like you can't. It's very soft. Yeah, it's indirect, <laughs> indirect negotiation. Negotiation, yeah. you know. It's, and even actually, this is a team um, event. <laughs> this is uh, an interesting point. And I read. I'm not sure if you read um, the Empire Signs by Roland Barthes. I should have, but you're going to embarrass me now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we can cut this out. But there's a. <laughs> there's a don't, don't but this. It kind of relates to the semiotics, but he makes an amazing point where, because he, he visited Japan and, and he said, like, in Japan, the addresses mean nothing. Yeah. Right? Like, normally in, in the West, if you have an address, you know exactly where it is. That's right. But in Japan and even Korea, like, it means nothing. It, yeah. You have, like, a vague approximation. That's right. Approximation. Area, yeah. Actually, and, I, I have read that book. Okay, yeah, I, I love the have, bit yeah. where he talks about if you take a Japanese house, or a room and yeah. turn it upside down, it's yeah. still tidy. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> everything's put away in cupboards yeah, and yeah. boxes. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, then then, but, but his point was like, you know, in, in Japan, like information, you just can't, you just can't convey it by like a diagram or, or like a diagram. You have to experience <laughs> it. So like to, to know where a place is, you have to actually go there. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes you look at people's name cards and they, they're, you know, of a shop, and they're trying to convey where it is, and they all end up having a map. Having a map, map. you know? <laughs> they always have a little tiny. Yeah, map. you always yeah. have a little tiny yeah. with the nearest landmark, the yeah, convenience yeah, store. Yeah, and I think that's I really true. That. That's, that's really true. It's like like it's very abstract. Very yeah, you know? places in Japan are very abstract. You have to actually go there. Yeah. It was very confusing the first time. Like, wait, it's where's my street and num- wait, what's this? <laughs> yeah, thing? Yeah, like, yeah, what? Yeah. It's a block. Okay, there's like ten houses in this. More than ten, actually. It's a whole little block, right? And yeah. Apparently, it's the same way in, in Korea. And, and yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely like the, you know, there's different. The the level of ambiguity is not just in terms of language. It it goes to you know, 
Like, it's a part nothing. of my weekly routine. Yeah. That <laughs> I, I have to tell the postman which house oh, right. to deliver the package okay. to. Uh, in my neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, that's what—that's why a lot of these buildings have names to them, right? Like Natakabiru mm-hmm. or whatever, right? That was yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Not just number. Interesting. Okay, well, we, we asked this with, with all the, the speakers, but do you have a favorite place in Kyoto? Like, what? <clears throat> oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a really tough one. Um, I think maybe one of the obvious places is maybe Sanji Sangendo. Okay. Yeah, the temple there. Yeah, yeah. I, I was really impressed with that place. Just the idea, mm-hmm. and you have to think historically that people would travel maybe once in a lifetime, mm-hmm. but they travel mm-hmm. from afar mm-hmm. for that experience. Yes. Yeah. And it, it's still an amazing, powerful experience. Where is have this? It's... <clears throat> it's just across the road from the Kyo- the, the National, National Museum. Art Museum. Yeah. Oh, the National Museum. Across mm-hmm. the street from the National Art Museum. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, this I'm guy, embarrassing this, myself. This guy never Museum. ceases to amaze me. Yeah. But you know, you've you only been here two two years, though. Well, it's so. yeah, but I've, I've yeah, I've done yeah. some things that no one has done. Some things that exactly. I've done that everybody yeah. does on the first try. On the exactly. First exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's famous for. They say it's one thousand, but I don't think there's one thousand uh, bodies of Kanon. You know, the the goddess of mercy. The one, I think there's. Oh, know, where is it the, in the city? Like, like, phys- like northwest. It's Nanajo, Nanajo, like Nanajo, right, right oh. by Nanajo Higashioji. Oh, okay, I have not. Okay, it's a really it's famous temple. You, you oh, wait, wait, Nana. Oh, that's yeah. oh, oh. Um, okay, yeah, uh, on the yeah. east side, right? On the east side. Uh, yeah. On the east side. Yeah. And if you keep going south, you end up hitting Fushimi. So I've yeah, I've biked by there. Yeah. Um, I might have been. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a famous Japanese photographer, Hiroshi Sugimoto, mm, mm. who photographed each of the faces of the, right. the thousand yeah. Buddhas and then showed them as a kind of flickered mm. image. It's a thousand Buddha uh, stone statues? Yeah, no, they're all handmade, Sculptures. so they're Sculptures, all slightly yeah. different. Yeah. So it's not like, because there's one in Arashiyama where there's like a thousand... No, that's, those, those, are, those are Jizo, Jizo yeah. sculptures. Yeah. These are like these are real detailed... Oh, Buddha wow. Sculptures. These okay. are metal, yeah. metal handmade sculptures. Yeah. So they're oh, all wow. slightly different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you show them one after another, speed it up, you mm. see this amazing interesting image yeah. in front of your eyes. Quite a yeah, beautiful video piece. Oh, I have to check that out. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, for sure. I guess, you know, when you say in, in the past that like, people come and once a lifetime experience to see this temple, I mean, it'd be equivalent to like going to the Sistine Chapel in, in, the, in, in Rome. And, you know, it's a very so, different yeah. like, viewing experience. Yeah. So the other place I'd recommend is um, uh, Kumano Kodo. The I know that, I know that. in Wakayama Ken. Yeah, come on. So it's just ah. it's, it's outside of yeah. Kyoto. Yes, yes. yes. But um, again, people would. It's a once in a lifetime yeah. experience. People would travel by boat and, yeah. to, I guess, Osaka, and then down yeah. the coast to yeah. Wakayama, and then walk with sandals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sandal shops on yeah. route. Yeah. yeah. To yeah. re- replace yeah. your straw yeah. sandals. So there's there's like a, these tours you can take. Not even tours, like like hiking packages you could have, right. where you walk for like uh, depends how many days you want to do it, right? Yeah. There's some packages that are like you know four or five days, and you hike all day, and then you end up in onsen town, yeah. you know, you'll come, right. chill yeah. out, right. all that, chill out. sleep. They give you a bento in the morning. You walk out, you end up in another onsen town. You keep doing that for a couple of days. Yeah. So the one you're talking about, it's the one with the waterfall. Yes. By it, right? Yes, that's the one. Yes. Nachi is the famous waterfall. Yeah. Yeah. These are, there's a few different routes. They yeah. come yes, in from all different. different angles yeah. and some of them are much more yeah. about survival like there oh, isn't there right. isn't a kombini for the <laughs> five or ten miles oh boy. On, the, on the route all right and others are you know there's busloads of tourists come in and yeah. hop along the track yeah yeah but that i definitely say kumanakono i really want to do that so i really want to do that in the fall of japan 
when when the koyo hits like I think it's it's gonna be gorgeous um, almost pulled it off this year but mm-hmm. got pulled away tail at the last second yeah well it's just a lot to see so much to do here just in Kyoto proper let alone let alone all their area the yeah. region you know so okay well maybe we should uh, wrap it up here yeah um, well thank you again for coming out Michael. thank you thanks for inviting me very stimulating conversation yeah quite possibly the most scientific podcast deeply here. intellectual deeply talk, <laughs> talk we've had so far yeah. okay thank you Cigar thanks Eric yeah. okay and uh, hope to see you next time and check our uh, podcast notes we'll put up Michael's website so you can see his work yeah uh, and other details mm-hmm Okay, thank you everybody. See you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you.